Hey guys, it is Tuesday. Welcome to Drinks After Dark. I said drinks after dark and it's drinks the day after. But it is after dark, so both apply. I hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. Um, we have a lot to discuss as soon as everyone enters the room, so I guess I could start on GH since we really don't watch GH, and I think I'm the only one who does. Stefan, are you watching GH these days? I should probably get some GH people to come in at some point. That would be um, probably the best thing. I think people forgot that we changed out tonight. Hey, Amaya. Drinks after dark. I might have to change it. Once upon a time, there was a... Um, oh, there was a... Um, it was a web page. And it was... It was more like a recaps for the soap operas. And one of them that they had was L.A. After Dark. I think that's what they called it. And it was about bold. No more G.H. till spring the kiss. Well, honey, um, somebody put a razor on, on Spencer's commissary card because he didn't shave. So he might be getting ready for something at some point. But I think Ava was trying to talk Trina into Rory. I still think Rory might be working with Esme because who else is going to be out here killing? I mean, she pregnant. I really don't think Esme was the one killing people. Hey, darling. Hey, bubs. Sorry, I lost track of time for a minute. So it sounded like you was on GH. Fill me in. Well, I just started on GH because don't that many of us watch GH. And I only got a smattering of it today because the skies are great. And when the skies are gray here, hey Sam. Hi guys. Hey Sam. Um, when the when the skies are gray here, um, my antenna doesn't work, so I can't get GH. Um, my mm. friend said because I have a smart TV, I should be able to just go to live mm. TV and be able to see it. But this TV doesn't do that for me. I'm, I'm maybe I have to take the antenna off of it first and then see what the internet picks up because it's connected to the internet. But she said I should just be able to, and I have it. So the parts that I got to see through the pixelation, um, Esme still pregnant, of course, making demands mm -hmm. on Nicholas. Girl, she told Nicholas she wants a real Christmas tree and she wants to go pick it out. Mm. Because he said he'd have Demetri bring her just some little fake old plastic something to stick in the corner. She said, uh, my, me and my baby want a real tree. And I Because oh <laughs> she's like, you know, you got these damn windows shut. I can't see outside. I don't even know what the world looks like. It's Christmas and you got me in this dank ass room with this baby and we need some damn cheer. So you're going to have to go get me a tree. And he was like, I have to meet you, bring you something. She's like, mm -mm, no, that's not going to work. I'm going to need a real tree. And I'm going to need to go pick it out. Even if she didn't demand to go pick the tree out herself, wouldn't somebody find it weird that they putting trees up in the part of the house that ain't nobody supposed to be using for nothing but storage? 
kind of obvious, especially since didn't he say that was the part that was supposed to be being renovated or something? Else? Yeah, that's a lot. It's being renovated, and they just use it for storage because don't nobody get yeah. around it. But let's so bring a Christmas tree into the storage unit. Yeah, buddy. So why would she think he would be dumb enough to take her at Christmas tree shopping? After the last prank she pulled? Right. Because she's Esme and she got the shining. Um, and I think maybe that's what her daddy told her to do. Her daddy was talking to Heather today. I didn't get to see all of it, but they were talking to Heather today. Um, oh, not, not her daddy. Elizabeth's daddy went to go see Heather in the nut ward. Mm. Mm. And he was talking to her about um, how she broke out and, and went and targeted Cam. She was like, wasn't nobody thinking about your grandson? I was trying to get one of them sandwiches. Because <laughs> you know she went to, what was it? <laughs> or whatever the name of the bar. And she went for a bill. Kelly's. Kelly's for a BLT and fries or whatever that sandwich was she ordered. She was like, I was hungry. I just went in there to get something to eat. Nobody know your damn grandbaby was in there. <laughs> Nobody exactly nobody look that's main character syndrome. Heather's nuts Heather's too is, is too crayon short of a full box. She don't give a damn about no cam. Right. <laughs> I mean, whatever, sir. I was if anything, I was looking for your daughter because she's a murderer, but whatever, clever forever. That was fun. And then Ava, like I was saying, is trying to talk Trina into maybe exploring her feelings for Rory or something because he's a good guy he's not in jail he reciprocates her feelings blah 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 oh my goodness and that, that was all I got of them. and Spencer shaved because um, his face is clean now and they don't look like he's a struggle leprechaun no more Aww. Uh, I like both well, looks on Nicholas you like that look Girl, I did. I, I like I liked it because at first I thought it was ridiculous. He looked like some damn Caribbean pirate, but it grew on me. Oh. It does grow on you, but you hate mats. I do. I'm tired of mats. Matt's face is too damn handsome to be hidden under all that fur. Matt has beautiful dimples. He has the he has a nice square chin with a dimple in his fucking chin. Matt's supposed to show all his fucking face. Period. But he looks That's twelve when he show like like he, when he, he does it. Be. Henry it's looks older than him. Shaves, girl. We can't have him Matt, older That's than him. I'm not gonna lie. Matt reminds me of my younger brother. He has the right. same issue. When he well. No, if my younger brother looked like Matt, I'd be a millionaire because I'd be the pimped him out. But that's another story. <laughs> um, what I mean is, it's the facial hair thing. My yeah. brother. His, if he does not have facial hair, he looks 150% baby face like he just got out of high school yesterday instead of umpteen years ago. So he always keeps a beard going on because it actually makes him look look his age. <laughs> and I have a feeling Matt has the same issue. Because without, yeah, without the beard, he looks so youngish. Hot, but young. Yes, but so I can, but so handsome. It's the features that are being covered that it that in my opinion, it, it's 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 an abomination. You don't my baby boy, same problem. With but when I say problem, this is my problem. My baby <laughs> boy to me, his he has the most beautiful eyes, the most gorgeous eyelashes, perfect eyebrows, just handsome. But 
What does he do? He grows his hair all out and over. So his hair takes over. So like it drowns out his face. He doesn't do the facial hair because again, he's he's got a nice face. He just doesn't even do the facial hair. But he covers his face, in my opinion, with this hair. It overpowers a beautiful face. I, I am a firm believer in less is more. And Matt needs to just, he needs to cut it off and just give us that youthful. This man, Matthew, what, is like 35? Matthew. I'm going to tell you, I, I I was popping. I was on, I'm on Matt's Instagram because I want to check something. Here's the thing. We ain't seen Matt without that beard since 2020. Right. That was the last time we saw Matt's whole face that's right it was early 2020 like february or march and um yeah i just i mean he looks fantastic but we deserve to see all that the way god intended mm -mm. with the youthfulness and all sometimes mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> he was grow hair on his face and that's what he's doing yeah, he's, and he looks good. I mean, I'm. I'm we just gonna have to be that. grateful for Tanner having a clean shaven face, because right, if he start, exactly. if he so, because right now, so because at this point, it seemed like all of the youthful leads of the fashion soap, with the exception of Tanner, they didn't all look towards facial hair, because Scott Clifton got facial hair, Matt got facial, facial hair. hair. Oh no, he don't never need no facial hair. He looks smooth as, as buttercream. And he exactly. And and you and, and that's and that's another thing about him. I want him to go back to the um the fade. I mean the the deacon where he had very low hair all over. That's where I want him to go. That's where I want uh Delon Metz to go for Zenday. So I can see all <sighs> that beautiful face. Delon is such worry, a I would, face. I wouldn't be mad if he grew a beard too. No, he probably <laughs> yeah. not be a beard. He but he's gonna have to grow a man beard. He's gonna have mm -hmm. to grow a, for a full, for real, like a LeBron James man beard. He's gonna have to come correct because his little skinny self, and he out uh, here growing one of them struggle beards like Spencer did. Like he's not even some, Like you just glued some cotton on the side of your face. I cannot get with that. Just go on and take that off. It's not cute. Um, yeah, 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 that's well, I'm sure that's why Spencer changed because you know, like I said, you like you said, it was like little fuzz growing on the side, <laughs> it was a mess at first, but it grew on me, I think, because I just love the actor so much. He brings it in every freaking scene. Who is eating in the microphone? He that was me, sorry. Oh, um. But yeah, I I just I couldn't get with it. Every time I watched it, my nose just turned up. Like, what is he? Who told him that was okay? Where's his girlfriend? <laughs> okay, listen, Nicholas, girlfriend. Nicholas went one hundred percent in the rabbit hole of the role that he was playing at the time. He lived it. He ate it. He slept it. He grew his beard out like a man in jail would grow his no, beard girl, out. No, girl. He attempted to grow his beard out because men in jail have real beard. Look, as long as Spencer's been in, in jail, that man all have full-ass damn mutton chops by now. What you call him? He been in jail. He ought to have mutton chops. Well, I have, a, I have well, I have an affinity for mutton chops because that was my dad's uh beer, my dad's chosen style until the day he passed. Mutton chops. What's a mutton chop? The, the elbows on the side of your face. Just look up beard styles. 
Think Wolver think Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> he could have had mutton chops. He could have had a Van Dyke. He could have had anything. Anything. I would have been okay with anything. He could have had a French fork. He could have had a a a, a, a bow bow. Damn. Okay. I got it. The mutton so chops friendly. Mutton chops is solid. where you have the beard that grows like down from your sideburns towards your mouth, but stops. Yeah. Okay. My son has a mutton chop and it's natural. He freaking hates it. And I love it. I'm just like, why do you keep trying to grow stuff around it? Just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think it's, that the way it's intended to be always. It's an era thing because mutton chops were really, really popular, like in the sixties and the seventies. And then they kind of went out of style for a long time. And then I, I'll be very honest. I think Hugh Jackman as Wolverine bought that shit back. What? Somebody yeah. did. Because, uh, it, I mean, if you can, I like mutton chops, but the, uh, like I said, hair, it needs to be like a fade. I mean, it needs to be like it was drawled on your damn face. I mean, low. No, baby, that's called stubble. That's called huh? stubble. That's called stubble. That's not a beard. That's stubble. Yeah, but as long you as it, it looks neat, I need it to be immaculately um, tailored. That's what I mean. Sharp, right. um, low. Like, yeah. Yeah, you like stubble. We like beards. Like a, a beard is something that you can grab. Hold on. You no, grab I, I, I don't need that. Yeah. Why would you want that in your life? Oh. What? <laughs> hey, some what women like a little brush burn shit. <laughs> Sometimes they like a little brush burn. You can grow from the damn stubble. Either grow that shit or shave it completely off. If you got stubble, I can't respect you. Either grow the damn <laughs> or shave your face clean. But if you coming at me with stubble, I'm not. I don't got time for you. You yeah, even I, I like it laid down. Damn progress beard. I like it laid down like he got. He just got a fresh spade on the side of his face. I like that's the way I like mm -hmm. my beards, my goatees, everything. I don't want that hair long enough to wrap around my finger at all. It needs to be just laid down in position, not to move. And we have officially completely lost the plot of soap opera because we didn't. We talking about men's hair. Because <laughs> I said Zenday need a beard. <laughs> Zenday needs no beard. That's my baby. I think he need a damn beard. He's Zenday is handsome, and I don't mean fine. I don't mean Paris because he's gay. He needs a damn facial beard. I love my Zenday, babe. I love those freckles on his face. I could not imagine him having some hair covering up those freckles. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to him on the on the Instagram and ask him if he can grow some facial hair. We can get Zenday in a beard. I probably wouldn't even recognize him if he had facial hair. Hmm. Right. He'd be like, who the hell is that? A new dude? He might look a little bit more manly. One in him to well, cut his hair lower to like a deacon fade. Like low, 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 like a deacon fade. Like I can't even believe y'all would do me like that. How would y'all do me like that, girl? You know how much I can tell you this much. You know how much maintenance keeping all that stuff low is. It is a lot of work, and it costs a lot of money. And a couple of trips to the barber shop would be taped up in a couple of weeks. But if you gonna have hair, I mean, it's like an accessory. It's like us. We if we gonna have long hair, what do we have to do? That's I mean, the thing. I don't really do nothing to it because it's locked. But you still have to go to the locktress and get it locked and taped and, and, and tightened up, right? Every six weeks. Correct. And you still have to wash it. 
You still have to get it trimmed. You still no, have to get it styled if you want to These are locks. Them. I don't trim my locks. Who oh, trimmed okay. that lock? I don't know. I never had them, so I have no clue. But you got, but you, you got to go to the stylist if you want it styled, like in an updo, a no. put in some type of braids or whatever. No, I'm capable of doing that myself, sis. That's why they, my hair is locked. Low maintenance. Oh, so you know, I, I, if I had locks, I would be finding somebody to do the locks and to also style it in a way. Because I wouldn't, I, I just, you know, that's a come out on do locks because I could not live with the permanency of it. I would be looking for a change quickly because I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I just feel like I can't be trapped into anything permanent that I can't get out of. You sound like one of my friends who gets braids and she keeps them the bare minimum because she's like, I can't stand my head being like this too long. I'm right. like, girl, what you spend all that money getting that in your damn head for? Okay, whatever. I ain't got to pay for it. Thing, not I, don't, I don't think I could live any other way than lock. Like I don't. I mean, I remember life before I got locked. I could never go back to that. I bless everybody that wants to be in their head every day like that. But um, I don't never have to worry about the rain or weather or the wind or shit whipping through my hair. Um, yeah, I do a deep cleanse every six months. I wash it probably every two to three weeks. Um, and that's it. If I want to style it, I will throw some some um, rollers in it. Those perm rollers. We talking about hair again. We supposed to be talking about. I know. We need to get back to the stuff. Um, we can go on back to and move on to Young and the Restless or Days because that's all I had to talk about about GH because I didn't get a whole lot of it. Well, we could do either. Uh, Young and the Restless was interesting because we did get some information on a few fronts that I was looking for. But also, Days was interesting because unofficially, it sounded like Johnny and Jen went, Jen went uh, uh, dating, even if they're not dating, because that's their cover story. Yeah. And I love it. I said, ooh, they're going to end up dating because they fake dating. Everybody that fake dates end up real dating. It's a soap trope, one that I love. Cause who fake dates? Uh, uh, Johnny and, uh, and Jingwen and Wendy. Oh, we went to Days. I thought we went to skip to YNR. Oh, no, we can do YNR first if y'all want to. Uh, let's yeah, go ahead. Let's do Days because I am, yes, because yes, it is adorable, isn't it? It is. Now, um, now this is what I just want to interject just this, and I want you to finish and take over, darling. Um, okay. I'm glad you started with Johnny and Wendy because I just love how pure. This young friendship is turning into a more and turning into more. I'm not even gonna call it romance, just more. Go ahead and carry on. Okay, so why and all was interesting because we got confirmation of a few pieces of information across a couple of different stories. So, first and foremostly, um, we go, we pick up with uh, Jack. And, and Diane still at the Abbott house, her being completely freaked out about Jeremy Stark. So here is the dealio with her and Jeremy Stark. Um, apparently, and we touched on this yesterday, Diane knows that he's not, he wouldn't be there just for get some payback just because she sent his ass up the river. So apparently when the cops was getting ready to bust Jeremy, she had already prepped some money for transport since she was the one helping him, you know, move money out of the country. And so when the cops busted Jeremy and took his ass to jail, she just kept that money that had been prepped to be moved because 
his arrest was based on money they already had verified had been moved and they had no idea about this shipment. So she sent him up the river and kept his money for her trouble. Mm. Who wouldn't have done that? Exactly. And so, well, Jack, um, and I have to say this, I really feel like I feel like there is something here. There's something here that we're not seeing or something that we're that we're missing. Because Jack told her, well, look, if he's pissed about that, then just, you know, if he, if, he, if you have something that he wants, because um, he sent her, because Jeremy sent her this text message after Jack ran his ass off the Abbott mansion, basically telling her that it was a mistake to get the Abbots to stick up for her. Um, he said, well, just give him his damn money back then. And Diane let him know, well, I kind of can't do that because I spent that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That because she basically was like, well, I, it, it helped me, you know, find my independence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you know, I, I spent the money. And Jack, being, I, I swear, I really, I have to hand it to Phyllis and them. Diane has Jack Abbott one hundred and sixty percent twisted like a donut and slipped on her finger at this point because Jack said, well, look, okay, okay, fine, fine. Um, how about this? I'll give you the money to repay, to repay Stark. And she refused. She said that she was not going to take the money that, you know, she wanted, that she valued her independence, that she was glad that she didn't, you know, decide to go into witness protection. Cause that meant she would have never been able to see Kyle again. And so, but she's like it, but it means that Jeremy is definitely here to get some serious payback from my behind. But Jack reaffirms that him and Kyle are going to protect her. They almost kissed today. Mm. And wait. And so she, so after that happened, she's like, well, you know, it's time for me to go. And he's like, well, you know, you can stay in the guest room. He's like, this, he said, this is my house and I want you here. It's my house. You know what? <laughs> this right here. Is a, you know, I told y'all I've always been an Abbott fan and this might be enough to make me want to watch because I would love to watch Jack be romantic. Jack is a damn romantic at heart. He is. If he is he about really to is. turn on the charm for Diane and, and be there for her, I don't give a shit what Diane did. I am here for it. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you from my heart, honey. If you wants to see Jack Abbott at his finest, you make sure you sit yourself up there and watch the Youngs and the Restless tomorrow. Because, girl, him and Phyllis, I'm going to tell you like this. Michelle Stratford and him showed up for work, and somebody told him, I need y'all asses to act today. Uh-oh, they told so, him to earn an Emmy. Yes, yeah, so tomorrow you're gonna have Phyllis acting her absolute craziest, and you're gonna have Jack saying, you know what? I'm tired, I'm sick of you and your shit. <laughs> so I'm glad that you told me. Because I'm gonna have to watch that. Because Phyllis, um, I, I'm gonna enjoy just the icing on the cake for her to get red because after the way she's been dragging for Diane, I'm just sick of her. Oh, she gets she gets drugged for because the thing is, and and it was so good, I had to go back and watch it like the clips like at least three times. Bless the bless our Canadian friends like Sharon, bless her heart. Because and Jack said, and Jack basically, because here's the thing with Phyllis. Phyllis is not out and out lying right now. 
because she's pulling the old one-two trick of when somebody accuses you of some shit that you know very well that you did, instead of you saying, no, I didn't do that, she just starts acting all outraged and, and artfully dodges the question by saying, how could you possibly think I would do that? Except I'm sick of being treated like the villain. I'm the one who's always doing something wrong. But she never actually says, no, I didn't do it. Uh, yeah, and Jack is stupid in some ways, but Jack isn't that stupid. So he he catches on to that tomorrow. So they have a whole damn blowout in the Jabot office. Girl, your boy sat up there and told her Marchetti is a subsidiary of Jabot, and I am Jabot. Oh, Oh, it's it, oh! I'm gonna be tweeting my ass off about that tomorrow because I'm gonna be like, mm. and here's the thing: I don't eat at this point. I think that there's like about a 25 percent chance that Diane is into something. I don't know what. Now, my instinct is not saying that she's that this is fully a scheme between her and Jeremy, because it's obviously not between her and Tucker, because we've seen them in private conversations and they are not on the same page with each other. But there's something else in this somewhere that I can't quite put my finger on that Diane is not being honest about. I agree with that. Do I think that she's fully working with Tucker? No. And it also doesn't look like Jeremy Stark is working with Tucker. So, now, so there are a couple of people who are working with somebody, and we don't know who they are. And well, I really do think working with somebody. He is. Yes, th that was the next thing I wanted to talk about. That conversation, that cute conversation between Daniel and Lily at society. So Lily was supposed to be burning the midnight oil because you know everybody done quit on her ass, uh, and 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 Billy is all being Captain Save a Ho. Mm. And everything else. So she so and, and Devon, he has all his own issues going on. Uh so she's basically doing most of the work herself. So her and Daniel run into each other and they end up just you know going to get dinner. And of course, the the biggest thing that was most obvious about that was Lily was so relaxed the whole time she was with Daniel. Kikiing, smiling, reminiscing. And that's the biggest thing that's a problem because you notice that between her and Billy, she is so miserable with her and Billy being together. Absolutely miserable. Like there's no there's no happiness, there's no smiles, there's no nothing. It's just like I'm here with your ass again and we on some more bullshit. So they decided. Hmm? She picked him. Yes, she did. And so Daniel is really trying to get is really up on this whole this whole game idea and this platform idea. And he's really trying to get um, Lily on board about it. And so they they chat. They, he talks about Lucy and um, he asks her about the twins and she telling him how good they doing at college. I will still never understand the time space continuum that they did they, that they did to give Lily two children who have to, who are college age by now. I, I won't, I will never understand it. Two children that are older than damn Faith Newman who was born first. I, I don't get it either. Good. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because when they was having that whole conversation, and I think Stefan commented on it too on Twitter. I was like, what the hell you mean? What the hell? I, 
what the hell you mean your churn is but but here's the thing Daniel and Lily still got that chemistry. It's still there. Sometimes you have to wonder when a, when a couple, an old couple who hasn't really been on screen together in years, if they still got that spark. Well, I can report that Daniel and Lily still got the spark. So Billy's days are freaking numbered. Thank goodness. Is, now, is Daniel uh, working with Jeremy Stark? That's what the rumor is, because he's working. He's working with somebody. Because here's the thing, he is really, really eager to get on at Chancellor Winners for Lily and for the company to go in on this whole game design and on the in uh, this platform that he wants to do for Chancellor Winners. He's really, really gung ho on it, and he really was today. And not that I'm poo-pooing anybody's eagerness to do something, but it feels like there's something else behind it. And we already know Tucker has more aces up his sleeve than he's letting on. Somebody is somebody is working with Tucker who we do not know their identity yet. But the same somebody who he called um, when he was like saying it's time for us to move to the next phase, the same somebody who texted him and told him that Jeremy Stark was in town because we learned that it's not Jeremy Stark. Jeremy Stark and Tucker are not working together on this, whatever the hell this is. Mm, okay. So that's confirmed. Yes. So something is definitely going on there. And oh, Lily asked Daniel about Heather because keep in mind when he left, he left to go raise Lucy and, and Heather was with him. And so probably old enough to be his damn mama if we tell the truth because that's Paul's dog. Right. That's exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I really, but Young and the Restless is funny like that. They have this time. It's like they have. They keep this time machine in the back. Like I know sourcing is, you know, you know, soap opera rapid aging syndrome. What is it when you do it? When you go backwards? What do you call it when they de-age people? Baby Beth Buns. Ba baby Beth Benjamin Button. <laughs> 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 baby Beth Benjamin Button is the D. Benjamin Benjamin Button Beth disease. Benjamin Button Beth. Benjamin Button Beth disease. Oh my goodness. Because Y&R and Days are like the only two soaps I think of off the top of my head that do that regularly. Like they basically they basically de-aged Victoria and aged, they de-aged Victoria and Phyllis and aged Billy up enough for him to be mixed up with all of them. And also for him to be mixed up with Lily. When because when I think because when I think about Billy and his actual age, I'm like, you just knocking it out with everybody who's below Nikki Newman's age group and who's above Faith um Newman's age group. And it's a really odd place for you to be, sir. Considering how old I think I think you are. He was even with Suburb. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, damn. So they so um when Lily asked about Heather, when I say he dodged, he basically just point blank said, I'd rather not talk about her. I'm like, oh, and so Lily was and like, oh, they should have some sort of uh explanation. There is, but he but you know, Lily didn't want to push. We not and when he, no, we not, we never gonna get that. Uh, but so I but I think we can that was the time. 
Exactly. But I but I will go ahead and jump in with everybody else on soap Twitter and just say the assumption is whatever happened, their asses ain't together no more. Yeah. So that it's so lazy. he is Especially unless she's showing up. Right? Unless she come up later. Now if um what's her... Sam, you just cut out on us. I don't know what happened. I oh, think yes. they... my bad. Uh oh, her bad. Did I make it back, guys? Yeah, yeah, you're back. Oh, yes, yes. Now, if she is to show up later, um, like Mia um, Rosales showed up um, after um, her brothers, uh, after Lola and, 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 and her family, then that would be something. So if she shows up with the backstory, that could be that would be worth something because she has his daughter, right? That's yeah. what I was thinking. They can't be too mm -hmm. broken up if she if he still got the baby. Right. She the grandbaby. Right. That is his daughter, not hers. Right. That's what I'm saying. So why would he leave her and act like she's nobody and she's got his daughter? Right. Let, honestly, so I think Josh up with Lucy. Potentially. Also, I think Josh Griffin probably had lunch with Belle. And you know how he do about off-screen breakups. Just tell him it's over and you ain't got to give no explanation. You ain't got to do shit. Just say it's done and write the next story. So sometimes I be feeling like they need to put a wall up between those two shows because I feel like one's going to affect the other with everything bad that it does. See, what's going to happen is Heather going to pull a Phyllis. And she gonna pop up on Daniel's doorstep with that baby on her hip. Time by Daniel, did you forget you had a family you left behind? Correct. And by mm -hmm. that time, he gonna been and already bounced up and down with Lily a couple of times in the bed. Yeah. Um. And then she gonna be like, "Did you forget that we just on a break? I got mm -hmm. you. The fuck, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. I, that's kind of where I saw that going today when I saw them sitting there at that table giggling and kicking. And, and reminiscing and shit. And I said, mm -hmm. he gonna end up just like um he gonna end up at the situation just like his mama put Daniel in. Some woman gonna show up at Lily's door talking about where my man is, where my baby did. And Heather is Paul's daughter, right? And Heather is Paul's mm -hmm. daughter, which if they bring her back, they're gonna have to bring Paul back. How Maybe do you know I I, I don't know. They always people will be salivating if um, very much Heather so. showed yeah. up in um, Genoa City. They would put their pitchforks up again. Soap Twitter would not be the same until um, YNR either rehired D Davidson or um, made it clear that they wouldn't. I mean, well, YNR will capitulate. I mean, well, I mean, I, it is kind of, it is already going to be kind of strange that we already, we already got Daniel Romilotti coming his ass in the back. Um, and obviously Christine is going to be on scene because there ain't no way in hell they're bringing Daniel back to, Danny back to town and Christine ain't going to be there. Oh, I, I said Christine going to have to show up somewhere. Of course she will. Don't say Danny Roma. You talking about Big Danny yes, coming girl, back? Yes. You mean is coming back for Christmas, boo boo? Yes, ma'am. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. He will be back okay. home for Christmas. Oh, okay. So he making a well. That's nice. Who's uh, now? I'm not. Let me remember Danny Romalotti. I don't remember who his mom and daddy was. Rick Sterling was his daddy. His mama was never on screen, but we found mm -hmm. out later that Rick's. Stir, well, that's the name that Jill gave Rick when she made him for Catherine. 
but Rex Sterling is his daddy and Gina is his sister. Danny been on the show since he was 16. He was okay, I remember that. I remember. You said Nina is no, no, no. Nina used to go with Danny. No, baby. Gina. Gina Roma. Gina. Gina Roma. Yes, I remember she used to run the club. No, Gina's, Gina's had a restaurant, didn't she? Gina had a restaurant. She was a singer also. She started running she that sure restaurant. Was. She used to sing at that restaurant. And then Kevin Fisher locked Colleen in the um, freezer up there at Gina's and set it on fire. And that's why Gina, that's how Gina lost her shit. It did. That's mm -hmm. how we got the athletic club. I bet because the, uh, the athletic club is what replaced Gina's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so Daniel, you remember Daniel used to be married to Tracy, but that was like for two seconds. And then yep. him and Lauren. Christine had the great love affair until a groupie, until the Phyllis Summer herself as a groupie who became totally obsessed with him back when he was when he was touring, um, made it her business to try to land Daniel and land him she did. I still can't believe he married her ass twice, but that's another story. Mm. Well, you know, when the child is involved, Phyllis was a good parent trapper, honey. She, she was. She was the queen of a parent trap because if my husband had come home talking about, well, um, I got this girl pregnant, so I'm going to have to marry her. Bitch, we fixed the fucking co-parent. Where is your brain at? You going to leave me for some damn fucking groupie? Do you remember not everything that we had to go through to be together? You think you fixed to leave me for some fucking little groupie? I, no. I wanted to whoop Danny's ass. Girl, you making me mad like it's the 90s again. Make me that damn baby. I'll never forget because what had happened was um, Michael got the role of Joseph for Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So Danny didn't even really good get a good goodbye, get a good goodbye. He was gone on tour. And the next thing we know, Cricket got this damn letter in the mail and they 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 had a voiceover. It was it was Michael Damien. He was doing the voiceover, reading the letter to Christine, telling her how he has made a really big mistake and he's sorry, but he can't stay married to her. Mm -hmm. you know he wished things had been better everything was his fault she was fucking crushed then he came back home and he was like girl I'm sorry I gotta tell you what happened and it is still my fault and before he could even really get the whole story out of his mouth here come Phyllis knocking on the door with a damn baby on her hip talking about oh this is what Danny live in yeah <laughs> Phyllis Phyllis Summers this his baby I, I'm his baby mama Y'all heard hmm. I'm baby mama. Oh, you mm -hmm. the oh, I mean the ex-wife. Y'all ain't together no more because I'm his baby mama. <laughs> we gonna be married soon. It's nice to meet you. They call you cricket. That's a bug, ain't it? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, and wait. And, 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 yeah, yes, that's what she, yeah. Oh, girl, you're making me mad. I remember how that bitch used to call cricket the bug. Ooh. I used to love it. I couldn't stand cricket. She was a bug. <sighs> You know what? I just realized something. Correct me if I'm wrong. It never did it ever get exposed that Phyllis was the one who tried to run Christina and Paul down. She got yeah. thrown trial for like a decade later, but she still beat the charges. Yeah. Okay. Because I couldn't remember. Yeah. They 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 didn't have enough uh, hard evidence, but everybody knows. We all yep. know. Yep. We all know that Psycho did that. Yep. But she now, what around town like she didn't attempt to murder Cricket and almost kill Paul. 
Right, mm. and we know she killed Sasha. I don't care what nobody say. That bitch. Oh, the lab, that lab assistant. Yeah, yeah, she killed her ass. She burned Sasha up in her apartment. She set Sasha's apartment on fire with Sasha in it. Didn't she do well, something to Tim? I uh, fucked him. You said screwed Tim. him. Completely she, turned him out. She fucked Tim all the way to the bold and the beautiful. Wasn't he over there with Sheila at one time? I feel he like he sure was. Yes, yeah, he did. Thought, she fucked that man all the way to Los Angeles into the arms of another psycho. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. Wait, but not into the arms of Sheila, if I'm not mistaken. It was into the arms of Morgan. And did Tim not have a pet Doberman oh, named Phyllis? That was Morgan. You right. <laughs> it's still a damn crazy ass redhead. Yeah, a crazy ass redhead. Mm -hmm. That's a special breed on, on these soaps. <laughs> Mm. Now they trying to make Sally crazy too, cause they I read that they gonna try to test her with Danny. Child. Oh Lord, girl! And wait, where not did you Danny, read that? Daniel, 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 not Danny, Daniel. Phyllis's so son, Daniel. Phyllis's son, Daniel. So I. Phyllis said, gonna, oh no, Phyllis gonna kill her. Phyllis is gonna try to kill my Sally. Oh no. Why would I Sally said, go from Nicholas Newman and Adam Newman to um D uh, Daniela? Daniel Roman Roma damn Laden. That's, because that's he, dumb. Because he is an artist and he's into beautiful things and he's new in town. And Sally and Nick look like they was having some kind of scruff up today. And she done oh. with Adam. So what the fuck else is it for her to do except for over here and, and shake Phyllis? I want Phyllis to be shooken hard when Daniel brings uh sell it to the table mama uh i'm gonna be a baby daddy i will scream phyllis will pull a damn knife on sally and try to kill her that's how psychotic she has been this year yeah she will literally leap over the over the turkey or the ham and just go for her throat and call it even stevens mm, mm, mm. now i will say oh that's the next part of what happened so um, what happened with Nick and Sally was this. So obviously Nick knows that Sally and Adam slept together. Well, now she, which like I said, it's, this is so soap and messy girl. So messy. So Nick didn't really. So what happened was how it left off was, well, Nick didn't exactly leave her. He basically told her that, you know, he understood that there was still all this residual feelings. Um, with them, with her and Adam, and she basically laid it out to him that look, I, I've looked over it. I, I really needed to know that me and Adam were done. And how do I, the nicest way I could put it, I love Sally to death, y'all know this, but basically it kind of came out like I needed to screw him to know we was over. <laughs> yeah, that's how I took it too. She was like, I have to make sure, sure. Yeah, I love, I love, I love, I love Sally Spectre to death. Y'all know this, but that's pretty much how I summarized what she felt. I'm like, okay, so you're saying you needed to screw him to know that y'all was really done. She said she had to make sure that her vagina was over him because if her vagina yeah. wasn't open, there's no sense in moving on with Nick. Her vagina. <laughs> so why get caught up? You know, between two men, if your vagina still wants. Summer column A, why would you still be over here fucking around with summer column B? You see, and the thing is, most women who are people who are in this situation, they have a, a little space in between to kind of 
repackage it so it doesn't sound like this. But there was no time because the thing is, Nick ran into Adam walking out of Sally's hotel room. And when he walked into the hotel room, Sally's in her robe. The bed is a whole mess. You know what went down. Exactly. So, so it was like, and the thing is, and Sally did say that she's that she she wasn't gonna apologize for fucking Adam either. Right. She was like, I'm not she, sorry. She's like, I'm not sorry because I, I needed to know this. Listen, she learned in LA. She said, I'm not trying to do this shit with nobody else no more. I learned from what I've gone through. Um, I'm not bouncing between uh, two brothers. I'm not going to do that. I just want my vagina to be sure that it was done. And it said it was. And so it's done. We mm-hmm. can but if you don't want to move forward, just remember, you cutting it off. Your brother cut it off before. Ain't nobody getting a vagina. Exactly. And so the thing is, she basically told him, look, you need to you need to just say your piece about how you feel about all of this. And so he more or less basically told her that, you know, this isn't easy for him. And he he and he he does feel some type of way about her sleeping with Adam because he's jealous. He feels jealous, especially after, you know, he was just downstairs defending her to him, daddy. So, you know, um, yeah. But tell so, me this, Batman. Mm. Who the hell's idea was it to take up with Sally after she broke up with Adam? That's yep. what I say. See, mm-hmm. easy, see, my thing is, I'm sorry, I'm going to put it as nice as I can. You get, you lose people, how the hell you get them, okay? So I'm like, my sympathy for Nicholas is extremely limited, limited and like non-existent. Because I'm like, Nick, the truth is, you know, I know, and everybody in the soap universe know, you ain't had no business rolling around on that couch in Newman Media with Sally to begin with. Because you knew her and your brother was unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's probably so, that one of his motivators. Right. So I'm kind of like you saying you knew that they had that they still had residual feelings for each other, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, yeah, bro, they you're damn right they had residual feelings. And just like she fell into bed with you, she fell into bed with your brother because all of y'all are messy and no nobody's story is done. Now. Based on what Sally and Adam said to each other yesterday, though, they are they both accept that it's over. This isn't a case of, and it was a poignant goodbye. It was sad. And she basically told Adam, we both got to let each other go so we can move on and find the happiness that we deserve. Right. And she told him, you, gonna find, you and some lucky woman are going to make it. It's just not going to be me. So I, I'll be honest, I don't believe that. I do not think that Adam and Sally are really done permanently. I think they're done for now. So she ended up telling at Nick the smart thing, the thing that I wish people would do on soaps, that you know she feels like her and Adam are finished and that she does want to pursue things with him in the future to, for them to you know date and actually get to know each other. But she told him, you need to go think things through for yourself. And so that's how they left it. So Sally ain't with no goddamn body right now. Now, Adam is off at that ragged-ass club of Noah's drinking his sorrows away with Chance's. Now, that conversation was interesting. Finally, Chance opened his mouth and told somebody the reason him and Abby getting a divorce is because Abby cheated on him. Yeah. I was like, thank. Now, he didn't tell him 
who? Okay. Oh, and Adam apologized to him for how he was an asshole during all that Ashlyn Locke shit. So the Adam and Chance friendship is back on. I'm glad to see that. I don't understand why they waiting so long to have the fallout for Abby and Devon's affair. I think we've seen all the fallout we're going to see, to be real honest. See, that's the thing, though. Now we got two people who actually know that Devon, well, no, we have one person. The only person who knows, aside from the three people, that that Devon and Abby slept together is Phyllis. But she's up to her eyebrows and all this bullshit with Diane and all of this mess she didn't got herself in. So it's not it's not really on her radar to go around exposing nothing. Now, now Adam knows that the reason they're breaking up is because Abby slept with somebody else. But uh, Chance is still a more decent person than me because his ass didn't name names. I would have named names. I've been naming names from the beginning. I would have made a I would have made a damn Instagram uh, post and tagged every damn body. Mm. I mean, the minute Victor Newman got in my FaceTime about you promised to love my daughter. What's going on? Bitch, your daughter's a hoe. That's what's going on. Mm -mm -mm. Go, ask her about, go ask her about couch surfing. Won't you do that? Child. Won't you go ask her about cleaning couches? So they our house. Go ask <laughs> So they sat there in that ragged ass club commiserating about their failed relationships. You know, Adam's telling him that, you know, he has to accept that him and Sally are over for good. And Chance is saying that, you know, him and Abby, their marriage did not work out, et cetera, et cetera. And Adam was kind of like, well, goddamn, Chance, if you can't make a marriage work, I ain't going to never find no damn body. And <laughs> right. I guess it ain't no hope. Yeah, it's kind of like when you found out Jay-Z was screwing around on Beyonce. You were like, well, shit. What? Well, for the rest of us. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and so, and I think the last part of today, and I guess it was the part I was the least interested in, was this shit with Nick and Chelsea. Chili. So, here's the thing. Girl, I was shocked. I'm ready to, be, here's the thing. I need somebody, if, if they're not going to bring Drusilla back from the grave, can they, can somebody ship Lily a Ouija board? Because she's got to get, even if, even if Daniel is knee deep in, into some shit with Tucker, I don't care at this point. Because Billy Abbott is making my ass hurt every time he opens his mouth. So despite everything that he said to Lily and that Lily said to him, he took his ass over to Chelsea's, okay? For the nth damn time. Um, and he basically wanted to know, you know, what was up, okay? Um, because they were supposed to have like a movie night or, or some stuff or some crap. And so so he kind of just popped up. They didn't have like a plan. Um, and so they end up watching the movie, but they have a, a chat first, okay, where he basically says he feels like she's been dodging him. And that, you know, if she's feeling some type of way to be honest with him about it. And she basically she basically tells him what happened with that conversation she had with him the day before. I'm where she mm -hmm, where she feels like she's been leaning on him too much. And that, you know, she needs to make use of all the people in her life who are there for her. Adam, Sharon, her therapist. And that it's not just all Annette, Billy has his own life and his own issues to deal with and that it's not fair to monopolize his time, et cetera, et cetera. 
She set her ass up the same way Jada set up Nicole, and I was here for it. Ma'am, yeah. Wait a minute, but what changed your mind about all this? Because, you know, the other day you was not like this. And she was like, well, I talked to Lily, and she (laughs) said that I need to leave you the fuck alone because you got a life. And she's absolutely right. I got all these people that I can be leaning on. I don't need to be leaning on you, so... I told her that I would just ignore your ass when you tried to call me, but lo and behold, he showed up on my doorstep. I I couldn't ignore that. So, but I was just, you know, I just Lily had some good advice. I sat there screaming. I was like, if this and Jada talking to Mm -hmm. Eric about that abortion, Mm -hmm. and the whole look on Billy's face when she said that. About mm-hmm. what Lily said, and yes, oh, that's another reason to watch tomorrow because yes, Lily and Billy do meet up at um oh at Crimson Lights. They meet up at Crimson Lights, and oh, Daniel sees Sharon, which Daniel and Sharon seeing each other always makes me feel kind of bittersweet because I think about Ka- Cassie, um, and because you know she didn't even realize he was back in town, and so they have a, they have that conversation at Crimson Lights. And Billy is just basically going to boss up on Lily and be like, well, I, I can't believe you would say something like that to a woman as vulnerable as Chelsea right now. And Lily just looking at him dead eye like, bitch, what? But he act like he don't know who Lily is. She's always been passive aggressive. Very. Yeah, exactly. All that, whole, all, that, all that street smart that she should have got from Drew is all wrapped up in hoity-toity bullshit. Instead of her just coming out on somebody, on a bag on somebody, she, do, she does things like that. Now, here's the thing. Lily wasn't mean to Chelsea when she told her that. And, she to, and the thing is, I get why she said it. She didn't say it because Chelsea was the one leaning on Billy. It's because Billy is kind of almost pseudo obsessed with Chelsea right now, which is kind of vibing weird because Chelsea's not putting out any romantic feelers. Okay. That is not the vibe that's going on between them now, but you kind of, it's like that thing where you see two people hang out and you feel like one of them is desperately clinging to the other one. Well, the person who's clinging here isn't the chick who was just on a 72 hour hole. It's Billy. So uh, I'm mm. yeah, so I'm ready for I'm ready for Lily and Billy to blow up because Daniel is waiting in the wings and not so discreetly making it sound like his ass is unattached. Oh, he oh Billy also oh Daniel also told Lily, you know, I still can't believe you with Billy Abbott ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> of all people he basically was like I can't believe that that's who you with that's who you with like really that's who you with <laughs> shameful that guy yep that guy that guy so yeah so it's the, I'm, I'm trying to see I think they might make it till Christmas but if Lily and Billy make it too far past New Year's I will be damn dipped and died Mm. Okay, and so that's basically why I think I covered everything. That's basically why, and on a nutshell. But yes, do tune in tomorrow if you want to see Michelle Stratford, um, and and Peter Bergman act their asses off and act a fool up in the Jabot offices. Do watch, oh please, do watch. 
I think I will. I'm off tomorrow. I think I just may. It's and of course, girl. And here's the thing. You, I know y'all. I know y'all said I don't like cricket, but Jack actually to actually throws in sh- up in uh, Phyllis's face. Talking about mm-hmm, just like you didn't mean to re- make cricket miserable or try to wreck Sharon's life. Like basically, he called her out on being so goddamn judgmental of Diane when she didn't did all this shit to make people lives miserable too. So yes, ma'am, watch because yeah. I'm gonna watch and rewind a few times. I'm, mm, I'm gonna take my break early for that one. Well, this is mm-hmm. fixing to be somebody's Emmy reel, is what it's fixing to be. Oh, it is. Not to, and also I was like. You know what? I was like, you know what, Jack? All them years of tussling with Victor Newman, evil ass, then gave you some real backbone. All right. Jack always That's... had it. I, oh, put some respect on it. Jack has he... always had that. And Peter Berkman has always brought the noise. He, um, he has. Tune in tomorrow to see Jack serve Phyllis what she has earned for a very long time. And I haven't even been watching why and why to the office. But I will be in tomorrow to watch uh Peter Bergman um chew up this Emmy reel and spit it at. He will. And the thing and here's the thing about it though, is that when Jack and Victor were battling back and forth for all them years and years and years over companies, over women, over everything. Over when the they, sons. Over sons, when they finally put put all of that to rest, it was like, you know what, we too old to be fighting with each other over this shit. So you know what, I'm gonna stop fighting with you. You gonna stop fighting with me? We gonna stay in our lanes and get along like reasonable people. It's not like those. I mean, those were like fire and brimstone fights with between Jack mm-hmm. and Victor, and yeah. so. Seeing Peter Bergman really go at it with him and Phyllis over this mess with Diane, I was like, that's that old fire! Mm-hmm. And Peter Bergman has always brought it. Always. I, I, he always seemed to me. I, I have always just loved his Jack. But so do I. And thing. I'm glad that and I'm glad they re-signed him for another five years so we ain't got to worry about him going nowhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And that's it for the Y and R, and we can diddy bop on over to Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives, yes. I just want to say, y'all, that I really wished I could have met Mimo Banks. Because mm. Mimo Certain people that green shit. Mm. Mimo Banks had four kids. Not not Susan. The green stuff was Susan's mixture. The, the recipe came from Mima. But the recipe came from Mima. Yeah, that's right. So I want to meet Mima Banks because that was Susan's mom. Yep. Right? Mima Banks mm-hmm. had four kids that all looked the same and was all different levels of crazy. Sister Mary Moira, Susan, Penelope, and Thomas. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kristen ain't hers? No, Kristen is not. Kristen is just so what doppel, they just happen to look alike. They are not blood related. They're not blood related at all. Stefano needed somebody to uh double for Kristen. Double for Kristen because she was trying to trap John with the baby. I remember but, that. Yeah. God damn. I, I remember hearing about Midnight this Sunday. Oof. Days was just I couldn't keep it off my TV for all of I almost failed the class for fooling around with Days of Our Lives during that story. Mm. That's when mm. I tell you that Eileen Davidson is the greatest of all times. There's nothing against um uh, what's Stacey. her name? Uh, Stacey Stacey I mm. love her. She was awesome on the young and the restless. 
Um, I wish she could have gone back because I would love to see Patty again, but um, she does a great job too as Susan and Kristen. But for me, ain't nobody Kristen Blake the way Eileen Davidson is Kristen Blake at all. Don't nobody do Susan the way Eileen do Susan. Don't nobody do Sister Mary Moore the way that Eileen. Eileen is the fucking blueprint. Um, nothing against Stacey because I love her, but honey, my heart beats for Eileen when she put them teeth in her mouth and she pretends to be Susan Banks. My heart busts. Sisters. I never saw um uh, Eileen's uh Kristen or Susan uh, except for the uh, it's like, honey. I get killed her. That man after she quit because she was doing um Young and the Restless at the same. She's doing both of them. She was doing both shows. She was doing Days life. and Young and the Restless. And playing a total of six people. There would be times where there would be five people on the screen and it's just her. She said they nearly killed her. Ken Corday came and apologized to her because they was like, well, yeah, we knew what we was doing, but you was always, but you was also trying to leave. So we wanted to get the most out of you that we could. So mm -hmm. they, when I tell you they drained every drop out of that woman they could get, they did. They did. She was playing five people at the same damn time. Imagine being in the room by yourself, having a conversation with yourself as five different people and keeping that conversation up. That's what she did. And was also over there at the Young and the Rest as being Ashley Abbott at the same damn time. Because mm -hmm. here's the thing. Susan, so she was busy playing Kristen DeMero. She was playing Susan Banks. She was playing Mary Moore. And all of these are distinctly different people. Don't sound a lookalike. Well, they look alike, but they don't sound alike. But you're right. They all got different personalities. That's three. Exactly. And I think there was a, isn't there a four, because isn't there a four sister? Because aren't they all identical? Well, Penelope is the one that got killed. That died, they, right. They, 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 well, she got killed because they thought she was Susan. So, mm -hmm. um, yes. Sure. So there was Penelope and Susan, Thomas and uh, Mary Moore, the four mm -hmm. of them, one girl and three. Do boys. you know? Do you know how psychotic of a writer you have to be to script? Say, okay, it's fine to say, okay, someone has a double doppelganger, but he sat up here and basically made it where there was supposed to be three other women who looked identical to to Kristen Demera running around the canvas at the same time. Right, and one of them was a damn nun. <laughs> days was on some crazy shit. Mary Moore, yeah, on Beyond Days. So yeah, EJ talking about um, uh, his mom's hangover medication with e mm -hmm. uh, Nicole in bed. So they didn't sleep together. It was just a, <laughs> you know, dream. That was one hell of a dream. I loved her little dream because she woke up and she was like, am I a, what, a pathetic A slut? hopeless slut. Uh, I'm a, a hopeless slut. It was, and she, the way she laughed at herself, I was just like, oh my God. She is calling herself a hopeless slut. And then she woke up. Thank God. Because she was thinking like, shit, I just got all in my, you know how it is when you feel like, you know, you you didn't you didn't really bossed up and told somebody about making bullshit assumptions about you, and then here you come. Well, it wasn't really bullshit after all. Damn it! Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how that's how she was when she woke up and thought her and EJ had did the deed, and she just blacked out on it. 
I really enjoyed how she and EJ, even when she thought that they slept together or she wasn't sure, how she was comfortable enough to sit there with him and talk about the night before, talk about Susan in the uh, concoction to get them um, over their hangover and talk about Eric and they can be like friends. I really enjoyed that friendship. I can see why people ship EJ. Mm-hmm. Part of it is this: is that you have some people who they are exes. They have exes who are their exes, but their relation they went through so much at one point that their relationship has fallen into this kind of ease where it's like it ain't no thing for a chicken wing. Marlena and Roman are like that with each other. Sammy and Lucas are like that with each other, and EJ and Nicole are like that with each other. And I'm good with EJ and Nicole being together. I actually like them. I, I quite enjoyed it myself. I, I really, truly did. I can see why people ship Eric mm-hmm. and, I'm sorry, EJ and Nicole. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I like how she laughed at herself with him. How he doesn't judge her for things like being a hopeless slut. He was like, no, it's not true. You single. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can see, and, and plus they are kind of the same. They both will cut a scheme in a minute. Now EJ is, you know, well, I don't know. I can't say that EJ worse than her. I mean, she did kidnap. <laughs> so I do, I did like that. I really enjoyed it. Um, and bringing up Susan and, and her mom was excellent. That was great. I did enjoy that. Now, I mean, because that's the thing. EJ and EJ and Nicole their relationship kind of they it happened basically they slept together and she got pregnant that's how their whole relationship started this is back back before back when before you know it was like a known fact at that point nicole was like she knew she couldn't have children so for her to just one off turn up pregnant was like you know unbelievable so they ended up getting together but she miscarried um that first baby and then things really got was really messed up because he was still technically in love with Sammy while all this shit was going on. So, yeah, a whole lot. Uh, basically, they went through a whole lot of mess to be this comfortable with each other. They're like, how do I put it? They at this point, EJ and Nicole kind of remind me of people who almost used to be like how you would categorize high school sweethearts or like your early earlier relationship where things did not work out for one reason or another. You both went off, married other people, had other loves, and then you find each other later in life and realize, you know, we wasn't so bad after all. That's the kind of vibe they have. Yeah, it's real friendly. I really like it. I like it. Um, Now, EJ is going to go ahead and call to drop the charges on Eric for punching him in the face. Nicole mm-hmm. is hurtful. However, Eric has just met Sloane Peterson. Oh, I have so much to say about the, that. Mess. The electricity between them. I just fell off the chair. I want it down. I wanted them to have sex in the damn jail cell. <laughs> I was like, they into locking, she into being locked up and shit. Somebody outside them doors got handcuffs. Pauline ain't going to be there all night. Gone, gone. <laughs> gone. 
Get gone. Oh. I want her to be the next Mrs. Brady for about five seconds so Nicole can be good and mad and he can be good and whipped because you know Sloan gonna, gonna open up his little nostrils. He ain't never been with a see Nicola ho. He ain't been with a bad girl yet. Sloan a bad girl. Well see Sloan mm-hmm. is, is definitely different. Sloan is Sloan is definitely like a bad girl on wheels, but she came from pedigree stock, so she a bad girl in a different way. You feel mm-hmm. me? She like mean girl. She's more like right. mean girl, but she's a mean girl right now with the vengeance in her perspective and her point of view is valid towards Chanel and um, Paulina. Oh, However, and, and, I don't and, see Sloan as evil. I see Sloan as no, I a don't. little uppity bitch that's got an ex to grind, and she gonna grind it, and I'm here for her grinding it. That's what I'm see, and that's the thing. I don't have no, I have no smoke for Sloan for trying to make Paulina and Chanel miserable. I'm right. quite enjoying it. One because one Sloan gets a lot of good one-liners that I just truly enjoy, and I like the look <laughs> on her face when she delivers them. I love, a, I love a um a, a, a bitch that loves being a bitch. I mean, just own what you're doing and love doing it for me, please. And she loves it. Exactly. Especially, I was rolling when she told when she was talking to, to Eric Tim about about that bimbo black bimbo lawyer Bell black Bell Brady. He like that's Too not no bimbo. bimbo. Too big bimbo. That's my sister. Right. <laughs> ah, 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 said, oh, ah, oh, oh, so oh I no. guess your sister gonna be busting you out of here, huh? Oh well, not really, because I kind of told her and her husband to f off, so I'm kind of stuck up in this. Bitch. Well, if you need a lawyer, you know, I'm available and you're cute, so. Clearly. Because she definitely <laughs> offered her services to Eric. Yes. Uh, she was offering plenty services and, and a hint of something else. I was like, mm, you know, Eric, your ass is quite single right now. And things are not really looking too high in your life. So, you know, if you're going downward spiral, you might as well do it on your back. You well, she was looking at him it. like, you were here for punching somebody in the face that deserve it. I came down here to punch somebody somebody in the face that deserve it. Let me go ahead and get you up out of here. Exactly. Ooh, a hot boy in here on the assault charge. I could work with this. Mm-hmm. And now get this. Now, Paulina over there in the cell across. Now, you know she got Stephanie and um, Chad working mm-hmm. on her PR campaign with Alex. Mm-hmm. To try to, oh wait, did y'all catch what Paulina said to Sloan while she was I in there? I sure did. What did we talk about about the about that bastard ass professor and the there potential that more he more than one female student he was sleeping with? So that tells exactly. So that That's tells me to. that that is where we're going to go with this. That we, we are going to be more bigger because we don't care about Sloan's dead people that we never met. So we knew it had to be bigger than about her parents. So we're going into another social issue about um, the the male power structure. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too because that's because here's the thing that's that is going to be part and parcel of how they because first of all nobody don't really go to jail long term in Salem. It just don't work like that. No. But um, 
that is going to be part and parcel how they get Chanel and Paulina out of this mess. Exactly. They have got to prove that what went down between her and that professor was part of a pattern of established behavior. Exactly. And honestly, and honestly, had Paulina been thinking of doing, of, of thinking, you know, long term instead of just of just trying to, you know, get her daughter out of trouble, she would have been looking to expose that shit when all this stuff went down. It was yeah. a different time. It yeah. was a different time where girls weren't believed. They mm -hmm. still ain't believed now. Exactly. No, ain't. That's, that's so she wasn't involved in issue. Right. It's a perfect timing for this. Days of our Ron Carlvati and their team at this point have been constructing these so construction constructing these social issue stories right at the appropriate time. So now we leave from Jada's pro-choice abortion story, which we know ain't the end of it. And now we're rolling into right in the thick of uh, this power structure, uh, power structure dynamic story with um, Chanel and this professor. Um, I just feel like we are really going to be in for it on this. It's going to tie everybody in because while we're talking about Paulina and Chanel in this story. We got uh, Alex and, and um, Stephanie and Chad working on it. And, you know, Chad is going to be the one doubling back over to the Demira side to EJ and Stefan, uh, Stefan about what's going on in the campaign. You know, Chad is going to, yeah, it, this, this mess is going to in, it involve everybody in the end. And I just can't wait for it. I see so much happening all at the same time. It's overwhelming. Exactly. And so that because, yeah, this is how and that's what Days is good at. They're good of taking a story that looks like is limited to a very specific portion of the canvas and turning it into a wraparound story that pulls other people in left and right. And Just that's like with Ch Allie and um, Chanel um, it, uh, on also with Wendy in this whole situation it mm -hmm. all ties in in in, in uh, what was his name little johnny johnny john mm, now what i'm waiting for on the johnny and wendy front is this so they both tacitly agreed to keep quiet now okay mm -hmm. now they both agreed to it johnny obviously he's not happy about the fact that lee is gonna benefit from it but he's not trying to do his daddy like that so he's willing mm -hmm. to let that shit go but the thing is now to cover the truth about what they were doing in Jakarta. Um, now he didn't have to sit up here and tell Gabby that he was off on a romantic getaway with Wendy. Mm -hmm. Wendy didn't have to sit up here and tell Allie yep. that they were hooking up, but that she wanted to keep it on the DL because you know she know him and Chanel used to be used to be married and whatnot, and so and Allie, you know agreed to not say anything. So at some point, probably prior to the whole truth of what really happened in Jakarta coming out, it, that news of them being together is going to make it into the mainstream. Now, here's the thing. That whole threesome thing with Allie and Chanel and Alex is officially on ice because Alex got his nose so wide open for Stephanie and Stephanie's giving him a chance that he ain't even thinking about that action over there. Right now. Right now. So that puts when when Chanel had that odd reaction when she was questioning um genuine before, that puts it her her reaction to whether to thinking that they're actually involved involved, that puts that back in a different light now. Oh, also 
Trip will be back for Susan's memorial next week. I was just thinking about Trip. Mm. You know, he has to make his way back into this. Because, you know, Trip mm-hmm. was liking Wendy and Trip um, also um, was in a relationship with Allie. Exactly. And let's not let the fact that this whole little, you know, murder accusation slash cover-up drama, we can't let that distract from the fact that Allie and Chanel had issues prior to this entire thing cropping up. And Which once was, this whole... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once this whole thing is resolved, you know, with them, not, with Chanel not going to prison and her mother also not going to prison, we're going to be back to square one with them because those issues still haven't been resolved. Mm-hmm. Yep. As a matter of fact, those issues is what created a threesome to begin with. And remember when, um, I, I won't forget that when Alex um, volunteered to help out uh, Stephanie with the PR campaign for Paulina's uh, thing, that he wanted to help out Chanel, that she was a friend. I mean, I needed to stay messy with everybody. I need everybody to stay involved just like they are. All these doors that are opening, like Eric and Sloan, I mean, who would have ever thunk it? Oh, that was not on my bingo card because I didn't see nowhere where their story intersected. And I never in my life would have guessed for two seconds that they would have been... um, that that they would have had Allie, that they would have had Sloan show up in the same place as Eric, and for them to have this whole uh, this whole unexpected heart to heart of knowing too much about each other's business. Because the thing is, Eric basically knows Sloan's whole story now mm-hmm. because because of what he heard with her and Paulina arguing back and forth. So. Right. And he don't. He has no horse in the game. He could probably see both sides of it. It could. It probably could mediate. And the thing is, Eric can. You know why? Because Eric is someone who is responsible for a person's death. He has that on his hands. He knows. And I thought that was. I think that's an interesting perspective. If they decide to, if they decide to let Eric and Sloan be more than just a roll around in the bed once or twice um, yeah. interaction. He can. Pro- he might actually be a person who will be able to talk to Sloan on the level of, I understand where Chanel's is on this because I'm that person. I drunk. I got behind the wheel of a car and I killed a man. Mm-hmm. And it yep. was not my. It was not my intention. It was not purposeful in any circumstance but it is something that I have to carry because he he's gone and I know that that's my fault so because the thing is the thing is and it's why I kind of why I like Sloan is that I sympathize I empathize with where she's coming from yeah because even though her father is definitely responsible for most of what went down with this entire mess with him screwing around with a co-ed Chanel and his wife um, confronting the girl and it all ending in tragedy. Nobody is really empathizing with Sloan about her position in this. Right. That because, and, and, and I understand that because of course these people are Chanel's loved ones. They're Paulina's loved ones. They want her to, you know, they want them to be okay. They don't want them to have to suffer because of this entire thing. And in Sloan's eyes, it just feels like it's just more corrupt bullshit and y'all just trying to get them out of it when they really have it coming to them. Well, so where, that's, that's where Trask comes in. Trask right. is 
that only voice that is basically saying, yes, we get there's personal feelings involved, but the fact of the matter is laws were broken. And Sloan right. has a right to seek justice in the matter of those crimes that were committed. Now, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, I agree that Sloan has a valid point of view. And that is one of the reasons why I like Sloan. Because I can clearly see that she's not all bad. She just is trying to get justice right now. And I think right. that Eric, it could definitely be a good force in her life. And if Eric becomes a good force in anyone's life, we can look forward to watching Nicole um, devolve and become more oh. of a mess. You know there's already spoiler next week about Nicole being disturbed about seeing Eric and Sloan together. So it's already coming. Yes. It's in the pipe. Yes, because because at, at this point is she officially single? I think um, that it. Well, EJ was telling Eric it was none of his business. Nicole was standing by like EJ was rocking. Well, see, <laughs> like but you, but you heard, but see, but that's the thing. That's the thing about Nicole that always pissed me off. But you see how she had drinker's remorse this morning. All of a sudden, all that good shit she was popping yesterday in the bar. She's like, well. I was just so drunk and I don't want Eric to stay in jail and all this shit. I'm like, girl, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ma'am. That was not, that was for the pits. That was for the pits. <coughs> and I was uh, like, ma'am. Chanel is no match for Sloan either. Chanel is no match for Sloan. Every time Sloan gets in Chanel's face, she eats her ass up to pieces. Oh, let me tell you this much. The thing is, Chanel, I, while I while I fully understand mm -hmm. the fact that Paulina loves her daughter dearly and that she wants to protect her for everything in the world, I'm going to be honest, Chanel and come up real soft because of that. Yes. She is not she is not ready for somebody to rip into her with claws and take and take her down like a gazelle on the savannah. Clearly okay, not. she mm -mm, she's she's not built for that life at all. Period. And, and Paulina knows it, and that's why she's running around here talking about my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Hey, you gonna have to fight tracks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Paulina knows that that um. Chanel is just a babe in the woods, just a sheep waiting to be devoured. She don't even want Chanel in the same building when when Sloan is a building child. A mess. I love it. I love all the mess. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, I love everybody on this show. I absolutely love everybody on this show. And all the mess that they are fixing to give us. Yes, because listen, we know it's Sunny and Will. We know we know full well Will is going to be coming back to surprise Sunny and Leo for Christmas. Now let's see what what Will walks into. That's going to be the question. Hmm. I tell you this much. All I know, I, 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 and not to be a paranoid type person, but I'm sorry. If I was calling my significant other to tell them I would not be home for Christmas, and another and, a, and another uh, woman answered the phone, and I'm like, "Well, what what the hell is she doing there?" I, I would be making plans to get my ass home. Mm -hmm. Well, I that's, just what, like, that's mm. what's going to happen. 
that's what's going to happen. He's going to surprise him and say, well, the note, I, we've been distant and I don't want that. And I decided to surprise you for Christmas. Surprise. Hmm. And the sad part is Leo ain't even trying to steal his man. Will just left the playing field wide open. All Leo is doing is trying to be friends. Yes, and trying to find a job and trying to get a free meal. Listen, Will then left Sonny behind the same way Eric left Nicole behind. Yep. He gonna, he gonna, mm -hmm. Just like Eric came home and found Nicole riding EJ, um, that boy gonna come home and find Sonny and Leo together. I, I mean, you, how you just gonna leave your, your spouse? Why didn't he go with Will? That did make that did not because make no said, sense. That's what Leo said. Leo said, um, why do, why don't you just make plans to go to see him for Christmas? Because I can't, and he knows that. With you being a you being just as stubborn as him, somebody gonna have to take some time. Why don't both of y'all say screw it? We just gonna go do it. But, they, but, but you know, of course, that's why. I don't even understand the reason he came because of what. I don't understand. I I have no idea. What work? His ass is on sabbatical because he got stabbed. He should have been had his ass in LA. But that's what he was saying. That um <laughs> he can't go because he's just going back to work. But that's my point. Um, Will is at work too. I mean, you can't be a grown man and, and use an excuse, but then when somebody else uses the same excuse, you act like you don't fucking understand. That's what I didn't get. Right. They're not connecting with each other. He's prioritizing work. Will is too. And it's like, hold on yes. now, yo. Hold on. Oh, actually, let me take that back. Jackson said that he had that there was plans already made with Ari to be changed. For, oh, for so winter. Jackson's yeah, for the winter break. It's a little immovable because Jackson's plans not only was work, but he had already had scheduled stuff with uh, uh, Ari. You know what? Mm. I think if he wanted to go visit Will, I do not think Gabby would have had a shit fit if he took that little girl with him, like, just a weekend. Yeah. Gabby, no, they, don't actually raise, they was raising Ari. Ari right. is actually being raised by Will right now, ain't he? Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. my whole point. Um, but Ari is in town with Gabby right now. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. And I guess that's why but you're right, though. If he's in town with Ari, he can change his plans and spend time with Ari later. I mean, if they in the same town, it didn't make any sense. Let's just put it that way. Um, that excuse that Sonny provided for not, well, Will provided, Jackson provided for not going to be up there with um, Sonny was, um, didn't make sense. Right. That's why I'm still mm -hmm. stuck on it. Like, I don't understand the problem here. Right. It's weird. I, 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 and, you know, part of it is to, is to create drama. Because they, of course, they obviously want to make sure that when Will does come back, because because young young wrestlers, Days of Our Lives is tops at getting their people, at getting their actors to come back at intervals. You, they may leave in February, but they'll get their asses back by November, one way or the other. Yeah, because yeah. you know we getting the old, we getting the old um, Sunny back. Uh, yeah, the old Sunny back too. So I guess that's part of the drama that they needed to pick to kick it up, which I'm all here for because hey, I'm here for a little triangle between the um between the gay men. Let's bring it on. You know they wasn't I, 
that first day special that they had beyond Salem. They mm -hmm. had the three of them in the yep. shower. That was the first of the threesome that uh, peak of the threesome that days gave us was some three men mm -hmm. in menses in the shower. Yes. Open it up and wet on each other's muscular bodies. Mm. Zach Tinker mm -hmm. is fine. Zach Tinker is fine. He was fine on YNR. He's fine today. And I will say I'm so happy. I really, I really do feel like they just need to just, you know, send Kevin on sabbatical on YNR and just let your boy stay in Salem 24-7 because they ain't doing shit with him over there. Well, he gonna leave his he gonna leave all those doors open because Days is flexible and I'm sure he's not going to um do anything to rock his primary boat because he is getting oh, over here on days. I hey, mean, he two paychecks. In regular circulation, getting good shit. Period. Two paychecks and it's all in the same city. So you know what? I ain't mad at him. I'd do the same yeah, thing if right. I had the option. Now, I just cannot get over how much I love Sloan Peterson, though. And see, that's the thing that Days is really good at. Days is good at breakout characters. Characters that you never because here's the thing. Had you told me umpteen years ago that Nicole Walker was gonna be the, the big thing that she was, I would have told you you a damn lie. Yeah, that that poor that 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 mean girl, that poor that that girl living in that poet because because I was like, oh hold on, so what the walkers the next new poor people? Okay, yeah. so the reeds ain't poor no more. Cause that's cause that's the thing. It was like back in that portion of days, you always you had poor families like the Brady's were like working class poor, but then you had like they practically lived in the hood poor. Well, the Reeds, Austin and Billy were those people, and then they kind of got you know socially mobily upward, and they shook that label. And then we got the Walkers, Brandon and Nicole, to be those people. So I would have, if you had told me back then in the late 90s that Nicole, who started off as like, I want to say she was a waitress or some shit when, 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 when she first started on the show, um, that she was going to become the character that she was all this time now because, you know, a struggling waitress working in a small, comes to a small town to work is such a, it feels like such a throwaway role, you know, like it doesn't have to evolve into anything or the character doesn't have to become something. You can really use them for a story and then shift them completely off the canvas and forget about them. But it actually, you know, ended up becoming a big thing because Ariana Zucker ended up being such a good actress in that role. She's fantastic. Ariana, mm -hmm. Ari, Ari, Ariane Sucker, uh, is it Ariana? I thought it was Ariana. Yes. Um, she has been incredible because if, if an actress can take a character that I don't particularly like and they can make me feel every aspect of that character, that's a damn good actress. So yes. she makes, she brings out all the intricacies of the character so well that I really don't dislike Nicole. I actually think I like her a lot. And, <laughs> and it's so weird because I drag her a lot, but I actually think I like her a lot because of Ariana. I mean, and that's the thing. This is a show that, you know, 
was always good for super couple gold. I mean, it's the home of 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 John and Marlena, Bo and Hope, um, of Roman and Marlena, of all these solid of, of Steve and Kayla, of all these solid, real big ticket couples that that really became great things. Like I, to this day, I will never ever understand how I shipped Bo Brady with every woman, practically every woman he was with when Hope when Hope was dead. I liked him and Billy, but I liked him and Carly more. And then when it turned out that Hope wasn't dead, I was like, oh shit on all this, we gotta get back to basics. Right. So they're really they are really good at telling those type of stories and taking characters who you feel aren't aren't really these huge characters um, to become bigger things. Like, case in point, when Kristen Blake first showed up on the show, look, all I knew was that her, she was <laughs> Stefano's adoptive daughter, She and she was nothing like Stefano to say that she was raised by him. And her brother was nothing like Stefano. They were supposed to be this golden, good brother and sister who, despite who their, who their adoptive father was, they were these upright, good kind, sweet people who were really at their core, good people like the people of Salem. Child, the journey that they took the Blake siblings on to turn them into the characters that they ended up being, it was masterful. It was a masterpiece. And it helped make Kristen the character she is and make her as irreplaceable as she is on this show. So listen, that right now, that girl is not only Sloan, but right now that's also Wendy Shin for me. Mm-hmm. Wendy Shin is a superhero in disguise. I love Wendy Shin. Wendy Shin, right now, Wendy is lying to pretty much everybody except for John. Oh, wait a minute. She's pretty honest with her brother, too. She, mm -hmm. lied. she, she didn't lie to Lee. She told Lee what time it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she didn't lie to him. She told him what time it was. So uh, I'm, I'm really rolling with uh, Wendy at this point. I love her friendship with the girls with Allie and Chanel in the apartment it seems so natural to have three girls in an apartment doesn't it yeah it see and that kind of synergy is something that's missing from these other shows mm -hmm. that makes me want to strangle them because honestly first of all one although I want to address something that Bubbles said I don't understand what Nicole does with her money either Bubbles I, I don't know. How did she not have money for an apartment or a hotel for her and her child? Her child is staying with Maggie. And that turns me off a little bit something more because she is also still Henry's unofficial legal guardian, if I'm not mistaken. That girl signed papers um, so that uh, Kristen could, I mean, um, Nicole could help her raise Henry because it was too mm -hmm. much beginning yeah she did has that, it's um, why sammy was so pissed when she got back right yeah so like i don't understand how you're supposed to be responsible for two small human children and your ass can't cover rent or a hotel and you'd have been married to rich people you'd have been married to damn victor kidiakis you ain't got not nail penny of alimony left You've been married to Victor. You've been married to damn Lucas. You've hey, been married you, to EJ. I'm trying to figure out how she got out of all three of those marriages with no money. How you get out of being married to billionaires and your ass is broke? Your but she got a job too. She should be able to, even if she didn't have any money from a divorce, she does work every day. She has been going to work. That's why she was caught cheating 
Oh, um, her best, exactly. her, her best friend. Exactly. So why the hell is she ain't got no money to take care of her kids? Right. It's, and, and that's really piss poor. Now, now, if you see that, that's really sad. She ran here talking Jada out of having babies, knowing she can't have one at all, but she can't even afford the two she got custody of. Right. But you're trying to talk this woman who got a job and a place to live out. Because Jada got a place. She has right. a place to live. She got a job. She's active. She could have gone on desk duty. It wouldn't have been terrible. But it we are. Been. It's just, it's strange because the fact, I mean, because that's my, because my first thing is this, is that, okay, no, uh, obviously she is, she's, she was married to Rafe, so she was staying at Rafe's place. Oh, funny enough, yeah. I found, oh, not to skip over uh, Lee, uh, over this, but Lee and Gabby were hilarious, especially when Gabby was like, I'm not trying to be living with my brother after we get married. Are you crazy? And <laughs> wasn't was like, Lee cute when he said that he was going to own the look? In, in that robe. Willy Wonka, in that Willy Wonka robe, yes, ma'am. He, he looked so he cute. Own the look, honey. I, I was like, that's my man. That's my baby. I, I love Lee Shin more and more with every episode. Exactly. So it was so it was it's odd because it's like, okay, yes, she was married to Rafe. Her and Rafe were married, so obviously they were living together. So no, she wouldn't have a backup place to just, you know, go live at. But the Salem Inn is right there. And with all the credit they extended Xander, you would think Nicole could at least get a room. Right. But she I mean, what the she hell? Didn't go. She did say, though, that she didn't want to go to the Salem Inn because um, Eric and Jada were down the hall. She did say oh, that she didn't. No. That that does make sense. But but still, it's more than one hotel in the place. I mean, if her daughter no. went to Maggie's house, why didn't she go to Maggie's house? I mean, not that only that, sense. but I'm 99% positive that the apartment building that Chanel and Allie are staying in is the same damn apartment building everybody else was staying in in the mid-90s to the mid-2000s. Girl, yeah. go get an apartment. You're right. All of them. Even, um, I think, what was it? Didn't Eric have a place? Eric yeah. had a place recently, and it was the same um, type situation. Remember, Nicole was supposed to have been with somebody else at that point um, when she was helping Eric when he was moving in. She always um, always cheating on somebody to be with Eric, but she can't seem to make it happen. But you know what? I'm going to still root for Eric and Nicole. <laughs> oh, they so... The thing is, they're so delightfully toxic together Yes, that I can't help but say, you know what? Y'all go ahead and just and just let's just go ahead and just let y'all be toxic because the That's problem is I that about Kristen and Brady exactly because it's kind of like you get to a certain point where it's like do I really want to inflict this person on other characters mm. I just can't no. see I don't have any more fun to me I, I don't see Brady as a fun character period unless he is mm -hmm. in a scene with Kristen to me Brady doesn't even exist outside of Kristen. I, I can do Kristen with anybody, but I can't even see Brady with, without Kristen. Brady and Chloe is like um, soap repellent to me. Oh. I will not watch a whole show if that's the opening scene. I will not. I would not put myself through it because it's anti-chemistry and that's painful for me to watch. It's like I have, it's like I'm gritting my teeth but like my, my jaws be tense by the time I'm done with the scene. They get on my nerves. They, it's just like they have this kind of chemistry between the two of them that just makes me ill. 
And I need, I don't know when the hell Philip is supposed to get his behind back here, but I need them to do something at this point. They need to stick Chloe with somebody who is not already locked up in a romance that's better than the one they have with her. That's that's really what pisses me off about the whole thing. I know that's available for her then. See, but that's the thing that gets off my nerves is that I can't see, and, and here's the thing, you know me, I do not ship Brady and Kristen hardcore by any imagination because I still keep flashing back to Elena Davidson and, and I get confused. Everything gets confused when I think of Kristen DeMera, the Kristen DeMera previously versus the Kristen DeMera now, and it just, it's that time machine. It's that baby Benjamin Button machine. They put Kristen in it to de-age her to, to make all of this work. So, but the thing is, Kristen and Brady have mounds of chemistry with each other, especially in comparison to Brady and Chloe. They just, there's nothing there. It's flat. That that counts for me. Entertainment, that's part of the entertainment to me. Like I said, I like to feel tension in the scene sometimes. mm -hmm. And that's how people, that's like I see people like Thomas Noel, that tension in the scene. Um, I, I like that kind of tension in the scene where I can clearly see Kristen is loving trying to seduce Brady because you can see that she knows it's only a matter of time. And you can see Brady looking at her physically resisting himself because he's got to mentally try to outmaneuver her in this plot for the orchid. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, pitch. He up here trying to resist being the squirrel, just trying to get a nut. Mm. Right. Exactly. Because he know he's right. It would be easy to go on in the end room. It, it's sanctioned at this point. You know, they live together. It's This is it. <laughs> he we can, oh, wait. but he's can't, trying to use his head and say, I need to get the orchid. So if I give her the D9, it's a wrap. <laughs> Exactly. And Kristen up here saying, well, no, I'm not trying. I'm not going to try to blackmail you into this. Mm -mm. I just want I just she's like, we've come too far and I'm not trying to force your hand any more than I have to. And can't. Oh, wait. And I knew what I wanted to say about that little Rhoda Penmark child they didn't have. First, aside from it's aside from her calling Marlena Granny Marmar and saying Uh she wants Santa to give her a pony and for her parents to get married. And the word had me rolling is when she busts out at Marlena. She's like, well, why can't I get my parents married? You're getting a grandbaby. You Santa bringing you that. Christmas. I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, and John was up here trying to be diplomatic. He was trying to say like, well, well, baby, it's just that that's not the kind of thing Santa can give you. It's something people have to decide for this. So little Miss, little Miss Pinmark wasn't trying to hear none of that shit. She was I like, it's Rachel. on the list. I want it. I love that little girl. Um, she's my favorite little girl actor at this point. It used to be that little girl on GH. What's the little girl on GH? Um, I think it's Violet? Finn's daughter. Finn, Finn's daughter. Is it Violet? I thought it was Violet. Okay, that's I Violet. think it's Violet. Finn's yeah. daughter, Violet. <clears throat> yeah, so Rachel is 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 right up there. It's probably my next favorite. Rachel is giving me pronounced feelings of she's like a a mix of Rhoda Penmark from the Bad Seed with just a dash of Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka. Ooh. Mm. Oh, mm. I don't know. Mm. You talking about Rachel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, 
not in the not in a screeching I want it now daddy type of way but her determination to get yes. what she wants is there and she don't That's take no for answer Block. yes exactly. I, love it I love it oh yes oh I yeah and his she mean that she want her parents married for Christmas. And, and Marlena's like, mm, look at here. Kristen, this is some mess you done got us all into. And we and I don't want to see nobody get hurt, so cut the bullshit. Well, no, Marlena, look, look uh, Granny Marmar, because I'm sorry. Every time I see Marlena for the next little while, I'm going to be calling her Granny Marmar in my head. I yep. can't help it. Granny Marmar. <laughs> Granny Marmar, look, Rachel said, that she want her parents to be married for Christmas. And I don't know, uh, based on the Day of Days promo, we already know some shenanigans is going to go go on with this orchid business and somebody's going to manage to out-Kristen Kristen somehow because at the end of the day, it serves, and this is you can tell that this isn't a con from her because she Marlena and them dying does not get her what she wants. So that's the last I mean thing she I need Kristen and Brady to work together to find the orchid. I need for that family unit. That's that's a family I want to see a unit. Kristen, Brady, and damn Rachel. I want uh, Rachel and I want Kristen and Brady to work together to find the orchid to save Marlena and them to fall off for them to fall in love all over again and for Rachel's wish to come fucking true. Period. That's what I need. Exactly. So, and because here's the, because here's the thing: where the mess is going to come in is that days don't leave nobody hanging on the vine, and that's what makes it such a good show. Because if you see anybody who's on in any regular intervals, you have to have a a match or someone for them to be mixing it up with on the canvas. So here's so here's how the breakdown goes with Chloe and Brady. Chloe, Brady, and Kristen, if they already said that Philip is coming back, that is why Philip is coming back. Philip is coming back for Chloe. Yep. That's damn near guaranteed. There is nobody else on the canvas that they're going to stick him with if uh, if Chloe is on there and Belle Black is not a divorced woman. And Mimi oh, asked yeah, in Chicago, so that's... A, yeah, oh, girl. Philip and Belle. Girl, it was a Belle... Man, Belle, Philip, and Sean was such a mess back then. I don't really want to ever go back to it. So I am fine. Well, I'm glad her and, and, and Sean got their marriage together and that this whole mess with Jan got resolved before Philip came back. Because if I had to sit through Belle Black doing any more of them shenanigans like she did back then, I would probably have a fit. Wait, Belle and Sean back together? Yeah. So I saw them being friendly, but you mean to tell me they came back from that after she slept with EJ? Pretty much. Well, here's the thing. This is not the first time. Um, yeah, this Belle done um, did some 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 shit like this. As a matter of fact, it's you the whole say, reason. You can <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah, it's 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 the whole reason why for uh, a quite a hot long time everybody thought Claire was Phillips and not Sean's. Uh, so yeah, this ain't the first time. This wasn't not Bell's first rodeo. I told you all well, of yeah, my Lana's children. With, yeah, with, with Philip yeah. and Bell. Was it good though? Was Philip and Bell hot? It's. I can't really say they were hot because I kind of always felt messed up about it because it, ever since the last Blast crew was in high school, 
we all knew who was supposed to be with who. We knew Sean Douglas was supposed to be with Belle. We knew Chloe was supposed to end up with Philip. And I didn't give a shit who Brady got with back then because that's when Kyle Lauder was still Brady and he used to get on my goddamn nerves. Oh, but I, um, liked him. I liked him too, but he used to annoy the shit. Now, see, that's the thing. When he was Brady back then, I was torn between who Chloe should have been with. But still, at the end of the day, I always put my, my marker down for her and Philip. But then yeah. when when things went completely haywire, Philip and Chloe did not work out. They broke up. She ended up married to Brady. Um, then him and Belle ended up being a thing. He went off to the military. Sean had this whole mess going on with Mimi. And, well, no, first it was with Jan. And that's how Jan got obsessed crazy over him. I swear, that act of mercy, I know Sean braided and gone to bed many a night in his life saying, I should have never saved her ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pure case of, of a good deed coming back to haunt you for the entirety of your life. <laughs> and so it just, and so basically the couples who we were all certain were going to be the next big things ended up being this big jumbled mess post high school once they all got to college and shit and post college, which was good because it made for good drama. But I always still felt gypped as a, as a Philip Chloe fan. Because if they're bringing Philip back, then um, they're definitely pairing him with Chloe because Belle is with um, is with Brady. They're they've they've pretty much fixed their marriage such as it is, which is as it should be. Uh, infidelity don't necessarily break up sh up and uh, shit up in Salem. It really don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if they bring back Philip, and I also. But you see, the thing is, I have to wonder what they're going to do with Philip's return now, because things are good. I mean, I, I don't know if things are going to stay the way they had planned since John Aniston passed, because they're going to have to make that an issue in the story the, with the Curiacus Empire at some point when they choose to address his real life passing on the actual canvas. Um <clears throat> That is going to be interesting because I don't see Philip if they if they introduce Philip back as they address John Aniston's passing, I don't see him wanting to just sit back, relax, and just let Sonny run whatever the hell. He's gonna be like, nah, yeah. sit on that. I think that Ron is probably going to take his time and script something worthy of the character. Mm -hmm. So this would essentially be an exit story, even though we already know that the great man is gone. Mm -hmm. So I am in no hurry for them to write the story of Victor Kyriakis's passing. Me I neither. feel like when it comes that it's going to be magnificent for everyone, that it's just going to be a payoff and a celebration. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't. I have faith that that we will get what we deserve. Yeah, days take their time with that. Yes. yes. And I agree. days is different from these other shows because John Aniston passing is like uh, is like Catherine Chancellor leaving um on Young and the Restless. You That's gotta right. give you have got they have to give they're going to give proper 
homage to the gravity and give it the gravity that it deserves. So I agree with you there. I have full confidence that days and that that they are going to to address that and hit all the beats with all the characters because first of all, one there ain't no way in hell that and of course it wasn't part of the plan. But since they already got Bo and Hope coming back anyway for other stories, they are probably going to push addressing his Victor John Aniston's passing and Victor Kuriakis passing on the canvas once they have all their good players back on the screen. Because it's going to need to be a legacy story. I mean, exactly. we're going to need to see Suzanne Rogers. We're going to need to see Lauren Coslow. We're going to need to see, um, I, I don't even know what Dr. Marlena Evans Black's real name is, actually. I mean, right. We're going to, we need, this needs to be a legacy story. And you know, Days does a fantastic job of weaving in and out the generations. They don't play. Mm -hmm. I mean, so um, that's something to look forward to, actually. Um, I'm not in a hurry. I'm going to wait for them to give us what they got. But I'm loving it. And things to look forward to coming up on days tomorrow. Anybody got spoilers for tomorrow? Um, Let's see what I have. Because tomorrow is Wednesday. And let's see days spoilers. Spoilers for days. Not next week, this week. Day spoilers. Okay, week of the 5th to the 9th. Okay, so uh, we should be swinging back to Xander and them because we ain't seen them yet this week. Oh, that's right. Um, let's Xander see. Um, yes, Xander and Gwen. I ain't even worried about. Oh, wait. I, I stand corrected. We get to see Jada tomorrow. Hot damn. We got okay. Jada? Yes. So here are the spoilers for tomorrow because today's the, yeah, tomorrow's the 7th. So Johnny is there to comfort Chanel when she is upset. Dun dun dun. Um, <laughs> or you, we was just talking about how this hookup business is gonna be an issue. I'm waiting on it. Wait, um, no trip. Mm -hmm. Jada opens up to Rafe, so we get more of Jada's perspective, especially now that Eric and got his ass landed in jail. Uh, Eric hires Sloan to represent him, and Abe faces pressure to step down from his role as mayor. Huh, I'm surprised. You know, That's I'm looking long. at the spoilers for the rest of the week. Okay, yeah, we don't get we don't get back to Xander and them until Friday. Um, because let's see, Thursday is EJ gets a visitor he wasn't expecting. Eric and Nicole have a confrontation. Wendy receives a request from Gabby. I, I bet you she asks her to be her maid of honor. Oh my god. Well, oh, think about so it. Well, here's the thing. Um Gabby ain't really got no girlfriends to speak of in this town. It used to be um, Kate Not no more. Jake. Yeah, before, yeah, that used to be kind of Kate before Jake, but now nah, nah, that's all out of the wind. The last time she worked with somebody was Ava, and technically Ava's dead, uh, or we, which we know better. But so, yeah, Gabby yeah, ain't really got no, no women to, actually, to stand up for her. She was actually close with Abigail, and I think Gwen, too. Uh, actually, Gabby does a pretty good job of uh, touching base with other females. She does, and yeah, and her, and yes, funny enough, her and Abby actually ended up being friendly before it was all over with. Yep. Let's see. Lee faces questions about Johnny and Wendy's trip to Jakarta from Stefan. Mm. Um, on Friday, Chad opens up to Sunny about how he feels for Stephanie. Here we go, Alex. You on countdown. Your ass is on loan. 
uh, things get romantic for Stephanie and Alex. Justin mm -hmm. insists on helping Xander and he can't get out of it. And mm -hmm. Bonnie copes with the traumatic after effects of her kidnapping. Wow, we've circled back around to the kidnapping, y'all. Yeah, hmm? Justin gonna try to wanna help Xander um, nail this uh, rednecks for whatever loan shark and the money laundering they're doing. Xander won't be able to refuse as Bonnie starts remembering the clown, and that clown is Xander. I love it. And Gwen is gonna mm -hmm. be help him through all of it. Mm -hmm. and, and and Gwen, yes, because they already have the spoilers out for next week saying that Gwen is going to help Xander because she's basically at this point, she's willing to help him cover his six. She is full on. I'm here. But I'm, I'm giving you what you need before you even know you need it. She is not just being his friend. She's helping be his co-conspirator, even though. And the part that kicks me out about all this, there is no net benefit for Gwen doing all this for Xander. She's doing exactly. it strictly because she cares about him. Right. And that is impressive. I mean, because, you know, it's like you're going through all this trouble. You got your own shit to get together. You're trying to make your own life pop and get your own ship steady. And you steady up here. Helping this man who done just effed up everything in his life every which way you can. And there ain't nothing in it for you but a thank you. Girl, you down um, bad. She gonna get more than a thank you because Jack, I mean, I think for me, um, mm -hmm. as far as Gwen goes, what's more important for me is that Gwen and Jack continue to have a good relationship as father and daughter. Perfect? No. I still need Gwen to be messy. I still need for her to mess up. I still need Jack to, to react to her messing up and for him to take the time and, and do put the work in and for her to put the work in relationship to heal. Um, now, that's what I need. That would be my payoff as far as being a Gwen fan because Xander and Sarah, they they the end game. Mm -hmm. They should be well, but that's the thing. When once the truth actually comes out, Sarah is going to have to make a decision about about her marriage, okay? And about the fact that she can't be expecting Xander to be this non-morally great character when that's how she found his ass, basically. Right, exactly. And he's going to tell her. I'm sure that's the way he's going to explain it. We've we done been through this. I thought we accepted each other for who we were regardless. And she's going to be a Horton. Mm -hmm. Right, Bubbles? Right. <laughs> she ain't going to be able to help herself. Right. The only thing that's going to fix, or the only thing that's going to probably rehabilitate this is the fact that Ava is not dead, and we're already fairly certain that Susan is not dead. So Susan. the fact that yeah. yeah. I will not mm -hmm. accept Correct. Oh no, they they can't be killing off no Susan Banks. I don't know how long they're gonna drag this shit out, but no, Susan Banks ain't dead. Because I'm telling you right now, when Marlena, Kate, and Kayla get to the pearly gates, Susan Banks better not be up there welcoming no damn body. I'm gonna be quite put out. Correct. Very put out. So once it comes, I mean, the thing that will probably save Xander and Sarah as a relationship is when it comes out that at the end of the day, the only thing that was lost was EJ's money. That, that Susan isn't really dead. Because right now, that's the big thing. Nobody ain't crying because Ava Vitale ass is dead because, you know, they kind of feel like she's, you know, 
crazy and a villain, and she's the one who killed Susan. But right now, the thing that's going to ruin Xander, aside from the fact that Bonnie looked like she got PTSD from being locked up in that damn shed. Yeah. Though, I, and I will say this much: at least he kept Bonnie locked up longer than Sally kept Flo tied to that radiator. So that's something. Uh, <laughs> he at least got a couple of days out of having Bunny and Susan down there in that shed. Yeah, exactly. So I can. So when they call that a kidnapping, I'll respect that as a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. I still to this day will, will never ever give Sally any flack for that bullshit with Flo because that wasn't a kidnapping. That was brunch. Um. Did she even ask you what kind of food you wanted? That's crazy. That's crazy. Exa exactly. So I can kind of understand her perspective. So once, but right now, when Sarah finds out what actually happened, basically, you know, Xander is the only man standing left in the situation, which makes him indirectly responsible for Susan's death. That's going to that's a heavy chain to wear around your neck. And as long as he's wearing it, that's going to screw up their whole relationship, but her not being dead will basically kind of fix that. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be hard for me to take. Mm. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, appreciate that, but it is what it is. <clears throat> we got a lot of stuff that I can take on days right now. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Now tomorrow, is there a show or no show? I think there's no show because isn't your appointment tomorrow, Bubbles? That is correct. Um, I thought today was the seventh because I don't calendar well, apparently. I have six million things going on in my head. And so I thought today was the seventh, but today is Tuesday. Is that right? Tuesday, mm -hmm. yes. Tuesday. So yes. Yeah, so my appointments um are for the rest of this month, the seventh, the fourteenth, the twenty-fifth first and the 28th but we will be on hiatus for the holiday so that week won't even matter anyway because we won't be here the week of christmas mm -hmm. no we'll be coming back after the new year um or for christmas week everybody need vacation time so yeah so you said the 7th the 14th and the 21st yes okay so yeah those are all wednesdays i pulled up my calendar all and I need to actually put the reminder on my phone phone because y'all, I sat here today in front of my computer like, it's time for my appointment. And I was like, girl, it is not the seven. My sister had to tell me three times, I don't know what you're on today, but I need you to get off of it. Correct. So no well, shit so, Right. So even though we won't be in drinks, um, especially if I have something to say about days, y'all might find me kicking around one of these spaces though. Yes, if you guys start a space, because my appointment is an hour long, so it starts at 7.30 and I'm done at 8.30. So if somebody does a space during the time that I'm not on my appointment, I'll definitely join it because I do want to talk, but it won't be prohibit. It won't be in our best interest to try to throw a show together for y'all tomorrow in this format. Right, right. <clears throat> Girl, no problem. Go take care of real life business. And it looks like we have hit the 902 hours. So I think that that is the show. That is good night. Well, good night, you guys. And thanks to everybody who is always here to support us. I know we lost some people because that's on me. I don't calendar well. But um, Thursday, we'll be back. Um, because tomorrow is Wednesday and we're not going to be here. But thank y'all for being here with us and sticking through. Bye.
and see and you Thursday. Colin and Sam for chatting. Oh, of course, honey. Oh, and, and since we technically are, are, are about to be after hours, I just wanted to throw a little piece of information out there that um that I looked at just because I get reminders of this on YouTube. Why that fashion show got John Cook coming up again on Friday? What are they doing? What? Mm. What you said? Why does that fat? Why does that fashion soap have John McCook about to come up on Bold Lies? Not Bold Lies, Bold Lies to tell lies. Oh yeah, because they gotta support what they doing out here. Nobody's happy about the current storyline. I hope somebody says something to him about uh, allowing his grandson to to lose his fucking birthright. Hmm. Oh, I have to from the I, valley, but I won't know because I won't be watching. Yeah, because the, the, yeah, mm. the worst thing I've read out there on the Twitter streets is that um Douglas no longer wants to see his father. That turned my stomach, and I don't want to hear anything else. Girl, they hmm. call him Douglas Logan now. Well, yeah, at this point he is. I mean, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. That's all we really wanted, and this is what they do. The exact opposite. That's what our asses get. But I wanted to throw that out there just because I saw that my eyebrow went up because I saw I got a little notification on YouTube and I'm going, really? I got to I gotta unfollow that shit. Uh, me too. Listen. I got to go in there. I did it on Twitter. I need to go and do it. I did it on Instagram, but now you're right. I'm going to have to go and unfollow that on um, YouTube as well. Every I honestly have forgotten. I honestly have forgotten completely about it, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank y'all again. All right, y'all have a good night. (laughs) Good night, y'all. Good night.